Hey. She wasn't here a minute ago. Hey. Campaign. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just joined. <laughs> How are you, you guys? Just yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're really good. good. We're good, yeah. man. We're good. How are you? Excellent. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. Chilling, back- which is the order ba- of the month. Yeah, your backdrop looks glorious. Oh, oh, nice. Arches and trees and all that stuff. Yeah, um, one thing I've been doing in quarantine is getting yeah. doing a lot of like gardening. So my my veranda is now full of plants. My wife is into plants. She's got me into plants as well now. My living room is literally like forestation. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Keeps my ear clean, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and I've, it's a fun thing to do during quarantine. Oh, yeah. it really is. It really is. The thing that the thing that cracks me up about it is like I will buy these plants. Like, uh, where do we get a plant from? Yeah, in Tebe Road, and they're in a plastic mm-hmm. bag. And mm-hmm. you get home, <laughs> you, you transport them into a pot, you do everything right, and then within a week they go, yeah, I want to die. <laughs> yeah, but rude. Bro, using a Very rude. using a plastic using a plastic bag on the roadside, getting all this uh, pollution from the traffic. I'll bring you into a nice environment. You're like, nah, don't like it. I'm gonna die. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, mm. they're very temperamental. Yes, but it's not. It's finally, finally, great to meet you. Yeah, um, I've been hearing your name a bunch, but I don't think that we've actually like been in the same place at the same time no i don't yet. think we have no no yeah i've been hearing your name a bunch too like constantly <laughs> so it's like it's so 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 good to meet good things and, i hope <laughs> oh yeah all, all good things all good meet my 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 partner in crime mr l um, yo yo hey good to meet you excellent to meet you too uh as I, as yeah. maintainers said that the Plenty of good things have come across um, his way, so therefore we thought it would be best to get you on this podcast and um, share your share experience. This is the No Request podcast, the podcast for DJs by DJs, and uh, here in the in the room with us, we have DJ Campire, uh, who is an extraordinary Campire. Excuse yes. me, excuse me, um, Campire. We have DJ Campire, who is an extraordinary DJ in the uh, eastern coast of Africa. Um, mm-hmm. Please tell us uh, what are you working on at the moment, and how have you got to this position? Um. Well. I'm doing a lot of chilling at the moment, which is a good thing yeah. because <laughs> the past couple of years have been a bit of a whirlwind. I've been like lucky enough to travel and tour quite a lot. So mm. this is probably, I've been home since I think April and this is probably the longest I've been home for one period in like two years or something. Um, wow. So, you know, trying to like take advantage of, you know the time that we have but also doing a bunch yeah. of online sets as well and like yeah. yeah trying to brush up on my skills and sort of enjoying music for the sake of music without just like having an ear to what's going to sound good in the club only 
So it's yeah, been yeah. A, a mixed blessing, I think. Yes. Oh, that's cool. So what have you been listening to then? Like, so since you haven't got to listen to music for an uh, upcoming set, what have you been able to take in? Um, well, I think that like uh, a lot of Afro producers um, also do a bunch of like chiller music, if I can put it that way. Um, so yeah. sort of new R&B, um, yeah. like um, new soul. Um, yeah. Listening to uh, this new EP, which a bunch of East African artists were on. The name is escaping me now, but it's got Hibotep on it and Faisal yeah. Mostrix and Karun and they collaborated yeah. with some UK artists as well and it's like a really good yeah. neo-soul type of EP. Oh, um, nice. That sounds great. Sounds exciting. Yeah, it's definitely one worth checking out. Um, yeah. uh, there's a couple of producers that I like called uh, Nufrika and they're from yeah. Geneva, but they have like Afro roots. Um, yeah. And they've been making some good music. Uh, they also have a, a new EP out um, that I've been listening to. Um, let's see, one of my friends, uh, who's a fantastic producer and has um, yeah. made some beats under a number of different names. He used to do like more yeah. kind of Afro-based clubby stuff. But um, yeah. now he's sort of gone back to his like Moroccan roots and he's doing this, um, he's doing this sort of like acid arab um music under the name cheb runner and his stuff okay. is fantastic yeah so it's been like good to sort of relax and listen to some different stuff as well oh that's dope that's dope Amazing. that's really good um yes. something else i wanted to um i wanted to touch upon um so there's a festival so obviously this this the aim of this podcast is for by DJs for DJs, and it's to like you know educate people on the world of DJing, what we go through, and, and things we experience, etc. And mm -hmm. um, some people's gonna know, some people may may not. But you are like you've been down with the Nyege Nyege Festival from the jump. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for people that don't know, because this is gonna like when we finally compile all our interviews up and podcasts, we're gonna like release it once a month. So for the people that when they get to hear it, could you just like break down Yege Yege Festival to them and um, how how it goes yeah. down and whatnot? So Yege Yege is actually yeah. what got me into DJing in the first place. <laughs> I was not a DJ at all, um, but one of <laughs> my friends. Um, they were like, hey, do you guys want to help us organize a festival? It's happening yeah. in six weeks. Uh, <laughs> six weeks? And, yeah, I love it. The first, the first one um, in 2015, we organized yeah. in six weeks. So it was definitely a madness. And yeah. it was sort of the first time something like that has been done in Uganda where you didn't really have any big headliners. You didn't really know who was yeah. on the lineup. It was a lot of like alternative and experimental music um yeah and uh it was a three-day weekend so camping and um i think that like nobody had really done anything like that in uganda before mm. yeah and um we just had a lot of fun doing it and i met a lot of like independent artists and producers who um were really doing 
doing great things and sort of making a life out of you know their music and playing incredible yeah. sets and like doing incredible things on the dance floor and so um a few months later my friend Derek one of the organizers was like oh you should come and DJ at one of our parties um and so I thought why not and it sort of like yeah. took off from there and funnily enough five years on I actually have a career as a DJ which is still a bit mental wow but um yeah (laughs) I've been super lucky and I think that um definitely a big part of it has been the success of Nyegenyege and like the crew of artists and DJs who have come out of um the festival and the parties that we throw and there's a there's a residency space in Bunga where like some artists stay and um, record music and sort of this little community that we've been able to create, which really supports yeah. East African artists, um, especially alternative artists and people who are not really doing like mainstream stuff in a way that we haven't been yeah. able, that we haven't really seen in East Africa before. Um, yeah. And I think that the rest of the world is interested because, you know, everyone's like, okay, what's going on in Uganda? Like, I, I, I'm curious mm. as to, you know, what's happening there. And then, of course, the site where we have the festival, it's on the River Nile, and it's just this beautiful, wow. lush green, like, space. Mm. Um, it's a hotel that's, like, a little bit run down, and it feels like a maze when you get there. So it's, like, a really incredible escape. Yeah. And people really love the experience, and it's grown so much in the past few years. Um, and I think that, like, the audience and the community have really grown with us. So it's like we've created this fun little yeah. thing going on here yeah what i love about nyege nyege is that it brings like the whole of the east coast together like the amount of people i've met from different places uh in east africa at nyege was amazing and the fact it's like a 24 hour just starts starts what thursday evening friday morning and it just Mm -hmm. runs through to monday and everybody's just on a vibe you know and um Mm. it's one for me coming from born and bred in London and go and we have a quite a big festival scene. It's one of the best festivals I've been to, been to. It's like, it's up there. Like if you want to change, whoever's listening to, if you want to change the scenery, you want a different vibe, a different flow and kind of something that's, that's uh, for me personally, in my experience of music, it's a throwback to the mm. good times mm. of parties. Nyege Nyege is definitely for you, telling you. How, Trying to get f- Mr. L. How far does it stretch yeah. up um, in terms of that eastern coast of Africa, of you know, states or countries that it unites? Um, well, in our, our direct neighbours are like Kenya and Tanzania, and yeah. usually it's mainly, I think, like Kenyans are probably the second biggest group of people who come after Ugandans. Okay. And so yeah. we have a lot of artists that come from Kenya, Tanzania, mm. Rwanda, Burundi as well. Um, Ethiopia, um, just because it's probably easiest and and cheapest, but we really try to like get um, artists from all over the continent and all over the diaspora as much as we can. So So this is lit. Sorry, Al, you go. So so I could be the the Ghanaian connecting that. Although although I'm not living in Ghana, but either way. (laughs) 
I am that. Yeah. Connect for the DS. Yeah, as long as, yeah. as long as you have that like African connection. Of course now. You're definitely welcome. Of and we've had a couple of fantastic uh, Ghanaian acts. I think we had Fucking Boys the very first year. Uh, Gafachi has come. Bright has come. Mm. Um, so we've had a few, but like that West East Africa connection is always, mm. it's tough yeah. to manage because traveling within the continent is really difficult. But mm. I think yeah. for me, that's one of like the most valuable experiences that have come out of the festival is like those connections on the continent just because mm. you know we have so much in common but it's like so hard and so expensive for us to get together so when we do yeah. i think it's really powerful i think that needs to change like the the inter travel within africa because it would it would just increase like you know um people's interactions with each other mm. whether it be in the music industry or, mm. or other things um so moving on from Nege, I was looking at doing a little uh, research on you and uh, I see that you've done a few sets for Boiler Room and you've uh, also DJed in my hometown at Jazz Cafe. Yeah, I saw and, that. Um, I'd, yeah. Like you, I'd like you to touch on those experiences because those are two huge for like me and Mr. L. Mm. Like I'm going to speak on your behalf, bro. I apologize. Please, please, but, please. Uh, I'm but Jazz Cafe. Jazz Cafe and Boiler Room are major in our like our social lives, yeah, and and things we look to in terms of music. So, yeah, it's, it's a big look. So, could you touch on that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Boiler Room was really fun uh, because yeah. they came down for Nyege Nyege, and it was really like yeah. valuable and really just beautiful to have Boiler Room here in Uganda, yeah. sort of representing my home scene and like my own um yeah. my own crew and like really it it was kind of like one of those magical moments um yeah. because i didn't really even get that much time to prepare for my set and like mm. i was organizing yeah. as well and then you know there's so many other djs who are there and you're like shit that person is playing my song out of the set so um i was really yeah. like quite nervous but i think that yeah. um Part of it is a benefit of like not being, you know, super a part of that scene because you don't realize how much of an impact it's going to have and like mm. how many eyeballs are going to actually see the video until yeah. it comes mm. out. So it's been really yeah. like fantastic um, exposure for me. <laughs> and like even now when I'm touring, people come to my shows to see me because they yeah. saw that boiler room, which is like incredible to yeah. me. I'm like, I can't believe anyone. Yeah even knows like my name or anything <laughs> mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's been really trip. like mm. yeah it's been really fantastic mm. exposure and it yeah. just it yeah. looked so beautiful everyone was dancing it really for me it was like yeah. just a magical so, moment and um i've got to gotten to play at jazz cafe a couple of times now um once yeah. was with the enchufada crew i played with branco yeah. last year yeah. when he was um uh, promoting his new album and so that was like yeah. mm. really fantastic as well because yeah. Branco um, you know 10 years ago when I first started getting into like electronic African music like Baraka Son yeah. Sistema those were the guys mm. who really like inspired me and sort of showed me yeah. how you can connect this like older African music which I love so much and like updated for the dance floor so mm. to be yeah. on a lineup with him was really fantastic and then the last time I played Jazz Cafe, I think, was just before 
quarantine, Corona shut everything down. And that was with the Boko Boko crew, who yeah, are a fantastic, them, yeah. yeah, group of girls in London. Yeah. Mina, Tasha C and Juba. And they yeah. um, have been running nights in London for a while. And it was really incredible because um, all the Africans came out. <laughs> mm. Oh, and, um, they, re- they represent. Yeah, and represent hard. And you know how we'd be on the dance floor, like it (laughs) must be maximum amount of hype. So it was such a fun night, such a fun night. Yeah. And yeah, Jazz Cafe is an amazing space as well. So it was really great to play there. Yeah, they're going through hard times at the minute. They're doing a GoFundMe to try and keep them Mm, open for the next few months until, you know, um, they, they, they hope like lockdown and quarantine's over. So I hope I you know, everybody's supporting. And I think it's something like £30,000 yeah. a month just to keep open. Yeah. Just to pay yeah, their yeah. bills. Yeah. Pay their bills and, 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 their, and their staff, I believe. But I'm I sure. think uh, sure with that, that it, you know, with ever, wherever, if you do get to donate people's, it's, um, it doesn't go empty. You do, it does go yeah. towards a drink or yeah. entry or something or the other. Um, yeah, yeah they've so. got they've got deals on yeah so you got uh entry uh drink when you arrive or you can mm-hmm. buy like a yearly uh membership so Mem- every, something like that yeah uh, uh, yeah event that they have on and things yeah. like that so you know um go and support go and support um so campere uh so you're relatively you've got you've gained an uh, an amazing amount of experience in a, a short time Mm. Uh, what would would you feel like the areas you feel you need to improve as a DJ and a, and an artist moving forward? Um. Well, I mean, just even like things like in terms of access to equipment, like getting yeah. time. I think I've been able to practice on vinyl decks like once in my lifetime. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh-huh. Access to CDJs. It's not so easy here in Kampala to get access to equipment. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. even like here on in quarantine, when people are asking mm. you for live sets, it's like... Yeah, the equipment equipment is a struggle. It's a struggle. And I'll be there on my like tiny controller and I hope everyone Mm. is cool with that, you know. Um, so that's definitely something that I would love to like get more time with and hopefully like this as my career grows, basically it costs a lot of money to like get the best equipment that you can. Um Yeah. Is that something that's just not readily I mean obviously you said it's a struggle. But um, when you say struggle, does that mean in terms of even being able to hire it or even just availability at all? Yeah, I mean, it's getting a little better. But I think a couple of years ago when we did the festival, we, there were basically like two or three DJs on site and we had five stages. So literally like one act would finish with the CDJs and then someone would run to the next stage. Really? <laughs> so that, yeah, so oh, that, like, the next DJ could get access to mm. them. So, like, just even having them here and then, you know, it's expensive to hire. Yeah. Um, and then, like, now that we're in quarantine, like, public transport isn't available. So even if you have a space, like, I could go to the studio in Bunga and Yege Studios and use them, but, like, we don't have public transport. So mm. it's basically like there's always something. There's always some sort of um, obstacle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so that's one of the things. Um, I'm trying to like learn a bit 
of production stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been like able to do a little bit of like making edits for the dance floor and for me to use when yeah. I'm DJing, but I'd love to like mm. learn more. So I'm trying to get into Ableton and sort of like see where that takes me. But also yeah. I don't want to feel like this unnecessary pressure to do it because I really feel like DJing and producing, like those are two separate things and that this mm. insistence yeah. that everyone has to do both is more like, a commercial need like yeah artists who produce yeah. need to yeah. tour in order to make money and then artists who dj need to make music in order to be yeah. known and it's like yeah i don't know sometimes you have like you shouldn't get into music because of like commercial reasons necessarily no. like yeah hopefully like i explore it and find that it's fun or find that i'm good at it or that i can make cool things but yeah not just because I'm- I think I, it's a good idea for my career. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree completely in terms of me specifically. Um, when I was, you know, starting DJing from, you know, 25 odd years ago, I felt myself as, I just want to share my joy of the track. That is all I want to do. I'm more interested about making it. I just want everyone to just, I want everyone to have a good time on my set or yeah. on any set. Just, just create that vibe. Only recently, obviously, um, as maintain those, I've been trying to um, sort of explore the making of, and I think I've probably been suppressing it for a long time. Um, everyone has always said, Les, you should make stuff, like your, like your mixes and everything that you put together, you should make stuff, you should be making you know, beats or, or, or songs or tracks or whatever. And, I, and yeah. where I have like a, a wide, um, eclectic uh, collection, or from you know my main thing I listen to every day is probably jazz, so jazz and classical, yeah. and infusing that into the dance music that we that we all know and love, um, yeah. is what I've been playing with at the moment. So I think probably along everyone's journey, it has to be sort of organic, um, and not let as you yeah. say let commercial reasons dictate why and how we should um, be making music. So I yeah. guess yeah. Um, yeah. I, I totally get you. Totally get you. Yeah. yeah Maintain feel... you do both as well, mm. right? How has how did you like how was your evolution? Yeah, so um I do both. I do a lot of hip hop production. I also do house production as well, which I've kind of slacked on mm. because um I feel like I fell a little bit behind in my hip hop production, so I need to get back that <laughs> back to a place where I felt it was, you know, <laughs> of a of a, of a good standard, but um, I kind of fell into it because there was a hip hop group called Little Brother, which comprised okay. of a producer called Night Night Wonder, yeah. two rappers called Fonte and uh, rapper Big Pooh. Yeah. So I'm listening to this amazing album, and big up my brother-in-law, um, Mr. Delboy. He runs a podcast called uh, Old New World with him and his son, and. Um, he goes to me, you know that album you're listening to? I goes, yeah, it was made with this. And he gave me a CD. I said, what's this, Fruity Loops? Mm-hmm. Said, this music sounds like cereal, bro. Like, what are you giving me? <laughs> and, he go, and he goes, trust me, little brother produced on this. I was like, what? Yeah. So was that on the PlayStation? Bit... No, 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 it was a PC. I know the one you PC. talking about, the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah okay. this was a PC actual program, but I know the PlayStation one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was just, I was just messing around with it after work. This must have been like 
early 2000s, mid 2000s, messing around with it at work, but it didn't sound like anything, you know, I listened to. And that's the thing when I make hip hop, I want it to sound like the, the hip hop I grew up on. Mm. So mm. Um, in terms, sonically. So I was getting really frustrated and then I had no sort of, you know, uh, instruction booklet. I was literally going in the program and just messing around <laughs> and trial and error. And then one day I made a beat and it was just, it was everything I wanted to hear from a hip hop song. And um, I was like, okay, it, I'm, I'm all right with this. And yeah. then people started hit, people started hearing my stuff via social media, like MySpace and all that. And next thing I knew, artists were just hollering at me, like underground hip hop artists in London. Mm-hmm. And sometimes across the world, they're saying, yo, bro, like we like your sound. Can we, like we heard this on MySpace or SoundCloud. Have you got anything along? this vein any more stuff so i just send them the, like the wee transfers and and it went from there so yeah i'm uh, got over maybe over yeah over five maybe 10 years experiencing like just beat making so it's wow. just what do i do with, what, what, what do i do with it now i've got so many beats just sitting there like do i do i start pushing them out to artists do i just just do it on my own because of, mm. the thing with artists they are so long mm. like I've had people message me via social media like their life depended on it. They needed this beat. Mm. And I, I send it to them and like all two years later, they've done nothing with it. Nothing with so it. So it's yeah. like, so I think what I've done is like, I've just, I just gravitate to the people who, who get the workout quick. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's people I will send the beat to just for their opinion, like artists. And they'll send it back as a song, done didn't even ask them wow. to, to write to it and it's amazing mm. so I'm just going to work with the people who turn around as quick because it's just it's just too frustrating and then the thing is you put the beat out and then the person who has it ho- phones you up after five years oh bro that's my beat I'm like what was you doing I'm like what was you doing writing a word a week like yeah uh, you know what I mean I can't I can't, that's my beat. I, can't uh, I can't hold on so long story short <laughs> that's where I am <laughs> <laughs> So Campira, tell, tell us um, how you you travelled quite a lot, and you talked about um, you know even just your friend sort of roping you into this festival. How do you network? Because one key thing that probably sort of deters DJs or stops DJs from doing what they want to do is by not knowing who's who. So mm-hmm. some people just don't even know how to put themselves out there. Um, mm-hmm. What advice do you have with that? Yeah, I mean, definitely go to people's shows. I think that like what makes a scene a scene is when mm. people support one another. And I think mm. one of the beautiful things about Kampala is that the alternative, if I can call it that scene, is like so small, so you know the people who are making like out there experimental music support with the people who are doing like afro house or tribal house and that sort of like expands within east africa as well like like you get to know the people in kenya who are doing similar things the people in tanzania who are doing similar things in ethiopia like we sort of have been forced to like rely on each other and support yeah. each other otherwise you know it's you you can be doing it on your own in your bedroom and nobody nobody cares and even if you're making the greatest music like nobody's gonna yeah. hear it unless you have like a scene that supports 
each other mm. basically mm. and i think that's sort of extended even when i travel like because i'm a woman like people introduce me to other women djs or like mm. they'll introduce me to other producers who are doing like afro music because you know it's a small family even globally like there's yeah. a smaller group of people who are doing this kind of music and so you sort of like get to know one another and support each other um online go to people's shows when you're in their in their town like just you know you sort of make the community that you want basically that you mm-hmm. want to see mm-hmm. um and i guess that's just sort of how it works it shouldn't feel you know forced or like you know business networking or whatever yeah, it's course. just what you have to do because you love what you're yeah. doing and you love the music and you want to see it grow interesting question uh, question i want to ask you campieri um so you know you're, you're working with promoters and um there's a lot of promoters that just like to tick boxes mm. uh with regards to who they sure. book and whatnot how how do you navigate that field just you know to make sure you're you're booked for your the clear talent you have rather than just like a quota filling or just to be like the token female dj on a lineup mm-hmm. or is it just like trial and error yeah, I mean, I'm lucky now that I have a team. I have an agent and a manager who know more about the scene in Europe and the US because I really like, I couldn't tell you, you know, who these guys yeah. are from Adam, really. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's really important that you speak to somebody who has that background and can tell mm. you. Um, but there mm. are also like some hard and fast rules that I have. Like, I'm not, if, if you book me for Women's Day, and it's an yeah. all-female lineup, and then you never have women on your lineup any other time of the year. Then, like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> really, uh, I'm, not, I'm not messing with you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. there's yeah. really that kind of tokenism that you yeah. don't want to be. Yeah. So, as in, the cause needs to be uh, genuine. Yeah, for sure, and I think that if you're like booking women or booking Afro artists, I think like. Afro music in the electronic scene in Europe also suffers from that kind of like ghettoizing or in that you'll be booked to play in like the second room or you'll, mm. you'll be booked to play on like a special night. And it's like, and you like, know, nah. yeah, you have to like know the people who sort of take this more seriously rather than just mm. like, oh, this sort of one time tourist behavior that you're like, oh, what does <laughs> you know? Music from Africa sounds like, and they might have some idea that it's going to be like, I'm going to play like tribal drums or like, I don't know. Or you might think that I play strictly Afrobeat, but I really don't play that much Afrobeat at all. So Mm. I need Mm. to know that you've actually like listened to what I play and that your audience also is going to be open-minded because if they see like a Ugandan flag on the poster, they think that they're going to come and hear Eddie Kenzo then we're going to have a problem. You know? yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, there's an amount of trust that you have to have that the promoter sort of like mm. knows what they're doing. Um, yeah. And sometimes it works out and sometimes, you know, you live and you learn. But um, yeah, everyone's taking risks out here, I think. Yeah, it's a lack of research on um, promoters and uh, sometimes artist part. But that happens a lot. Like, you, you, like I've had artists send me music and I'm like, have you ever listened to one of my radio <laughs> shows? shows? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah right? because what you sent me is is nothing like what I play. Yeah. 
So, you know what I mean? Like now I just, I just send them to the uh, submissions page of the, of the radio station. Say, yeah, submit it there. Someone will pick it up because mm. I'm not going to play it because it's, mm. mm-hmm. it's not what I play on my show. Mm. Like my, my show when I did it was to champion underground hip hop from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're sending me like, like, I mean, very sparse, minimal trap music, <laughs> like you know, minimal con- lyrical content. It's yeah. not. It's not what I play. I'm not. I'm not knocking it. But I'm just saying that, like, you know what I mean that. Just uh, respect what I'm yeah. going to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Pay attention, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. This is DJ Maintain. This is the Lost Sound Show. And we just have a, all you got to do is click on my um my Instagram page. You'll soon find out what I'm about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or listen to like something on Mixcloud. Like I just don't get the. Um, it's like blanket messaging, isn't it? You know, they copy and paste and they change. Uh, like, well, that's all it is. Isn't it? At the beginning. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, literally right. like a mass appeal marketing, isn't it? So it's just, uh, yeah. literally just take a whole, you know, probably a spreadsheet. That's probably about 30 lines yeah. long of all different DJs and all different radio yeah. stations. Just hit yeah. them up blindly. But, but the thing is, you doing yourself a disservice because mm. now, like you, you've hollered at me. And you've come at me a way which has rubbed me up the wrong way. Right. Yeah. So I've just, just said, anytime. So I've just said. So I've just sent you to the um to the to the station and to the CD pool. And if you get picked up, you get picked up. But if you like, if your first paragraph was like, yeah, I know this isn't your style, but I know you've got connections. Is there da 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 da? I'm yeah. more than happy to pass you on. Pass directly. you on to to the who yeah. you should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who you should who you should be sending your music to. And I've done that so many times, but I'm so like I'm quite I'm quite a stickler. And quite, I would say, yeah, all right, pay. <laughs> and, Please, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you I have will, to be. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I literally have just been like, no, like, I do it. I take the time. Like, why mm. can't you? So I'll, just, mm-hmm. you know I mean, I will just like just put it to one side. So that's a that's a little message to anyone that's listening. If you want to send me music, know what I play. And I and I guess that's on the same <laughs> context of. Uh, <laughs> the, the name of this podcast no requests to Campire uh, what requests have you had that you be like please don't ever ask me that ever again oh man security um, <laughs> I get the one that I get all the time yeah. is like play some Nigerian music and I'll be like what? do you even know what you're asking me because I like literally the song I played just before was Nigerian yeah, but like yeah. what they mean yeah. is like oh play me some Burner Boy or play me some Boy Africa. that's what they mean yeah 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 and well, like but- if you know Kampala literally you can go yeah. to like any club like Literally round the corner. You can go to any place and hear fantastic top forty, fantastic Afrobeats, fantastic like Ugandan pop music. But that's not you you know what I play. So (laughs) please let me have my one hour. I just have one hour. Just leave me be. Just leave me be. (laughs) So I mean, Burner Boy. um, Funny enough, you say that because. um, I guess Burner Boy is like the the hot spice Afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, could you say eccentric? I don't know, but anyway, eccentric. I would say he's the, he's the he's the top guy in it. He's like he's, a, he's the he's he's crossed over and he's yes, international. Globally, he has yeah. he's the top yeah, guy of yeah. Africa that has crossed over. And yeah. uh, Burner Boy likes to see himself as the new fella Kuti. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yes. 
So there, there are references. <laughs> there are quite a few references in his album uh-huh. that relate to Fela Kuti, if you listen to Fela Kuti stuff. Yeah, right. In the instance, Campira, that you said that you don't really... You, you might not want to play Burner Boy. How do you feel about that? Because Fela Kuti is one of the inspirational, most pivotal engineer or pioneers, shall I say, of African music. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? About Burner Boy making that comparison? I mean, <laughs> I, I think that, like, Burner Boy is great. He's fantastic. He's, like, uh, his music is great and he's one of the top African artists out there. And I guess if you are doing this, then you have to come with a certain amount of swag. And so therefore, then yes. you have to like compare yourself to the next to someone, biggest, yeah. Yeah, the biggest person that you can mention, and that's Fela. But I mean, you know, there's, there's similarities and there's plenty of differences. Like they're both very outspoken, but like mm. Fela is on another level. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you can really like, even say that without sounding disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think I don't know what he means, whether he means by a sound of his. I just definitely can't be the sound of his music. But definitely because not because it pulls po- it pulls apart. So maybe he's talking about impact worldwide. Maybe. I'm not sure, but um, maybe yeah, yeah. Burner Boy was here in Kampala, but I missed it. I think. Okay. Did you go Campero? Um, I think I saw him not the most recent time, but like two or three years yeah. ago when he wasn't as big and he like yeah. was dancing so hard that he split his pants. It Jeez. was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy oh, literally goes so there. hard. Oh uh, yeah, we've all been <laughs> have there. Have we though? Have we? Uh, <laughs> no, we, I, I, I definitely have. I've split about three pairs, three pairs of Kitenge trousers I've split since I've been living How do you split Kitenge trousers, bro? They're baggy, bro. I don't, bro, because I like I get you like uh, the slim fit one, isn't it? You made them. You tell yeah, them yeah, do yeah, drain yeah, pipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do spray on so, Katenga trousers. The guy called Son, guy called Sonko. He does stuff for Kampala Fashion Week. Shout out Sonko. And he did, yeah, big up Sonko. And he done mine, and they were sick. Loved it. Matching top the whole nine. Hey. Uh, I think I went. Bla- I went blankets and wine, and my friends were over from London, and we were turning up. I think it was the Jadena one. Uh, we were turning up and I was raving off. And next thing I know, I heard rip. And I was like, damn. Uh, uh. Third, third peer down. I'm just, I'm just like, uh. I'm so upset, man. So upset. I don't know what to do. I mean, was it in the seam? Oh, yeah, yeah. It really was it, was a badge of was honor. it ripped in the seam or was it actually ripped? The material right, that the, so the, the, the... the first one. Oh, ripped God. in the inside thigh area when I was getting on a boulder. <laughs> okay, so that's that's repairable. Second one was right at the seat of my ass at Notting Hill Carnival. Okay, ripped. As so I'm walking walking home at Notting Hill Carnival, I didn't even know, and these girls are poking me in my left bum cheek, <laughs> and, and I'm like, that that feels that feels like that feels like. Flesh. You're getting a bit too close. Yeah. So I turn around <laughs> and they're laughing. And they're like, well, if you got it out. And I was like, oh. I had to run back to my boy's car. <laughs> and then I think the third one was, yeah, blankets of wine. I was just going in too hard. I was wow. going way too hard. <laughs> way too hard. But that's from Parlour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got my stripes. <laughs> yeah, I've got my, my Katenge stripes. Oh, Amazing. Man. 
So, yeah. Kampira, tell and us what's really next after quarantine mm. period, after shutdown period. What's next for you? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, hopefully borders open and like parties, clubs are opened again. We're trying to figure out what Nyege Nyege is going to look like this year, if it's mm. going to be like... Ah, when is Nyege Nyege usually? It's September every year. Okay. So we have some time and hopefully we'll see like, hopefully things will have calmed down a bit, but who knows really. So maybe some mix of like physical and digital as well. Mm. And then basically all the shows that I had this year, I had a full year of shows planned. So those have all been postponed mm. or cancelled, but hopefully postponed to next year. And so hopefully we'll be back at it again because, I mean, the lives are fun, but uh, it's really not the same as like having the real smell. energy yeah. of the yeah. crowd and the immediate yeah. feedback. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think we're all like super hungry for to be able to like get together again to see people oh for sure physically for sure. touch for sure so like in terms of the lives campere is there anything like because nyege the nyege team you have a club on, on gaba road right is it 154 yeah um we have could you like uh, the management situation is always changing but yeah it's one of our spaces that we ha- oh. do nights at yeah Right, so you reckon but you could do a live, right live now, there, maybe? So. so you couldn't do a yeah. open up and do a live, maybe? Just, I, just I'm for thinking, purposes. I'm thinking that we'll have, like, a smaller show and, like, yeah. hopefully be able to get, you know, 10, 50, 100 people, depending on what the guidelines are yeah. then. And then, like, yeah. be able to broadcast it online so that our worldwide Nyege family can, like, still be a part of it. Yeah, still buy that. But it's, it's going to be a fun challenge to have, like, a purely Ugandan lineup, um, which mm. we've never done before, and sort of, like, showcase all the, the talent that we have here as well. Mm. Yeah. No, that's dope. That's dope. I'm so upset, though, man, because, like, it looks like Nyege is not going to happen on the scale it was previously mm-hmm. and then Notting Hill Carnival in London that's been cancelled like those are my two those are my two events now mm. you know yeah. like like if I can't do one I do the other and now it's just been Both taken out of everybody's hands <laughs> yeah you know what I mean you <laughs> haven't got either and that's what I'm finding hard to, to, yeah. to deal with as, as a DJ and as as a, as a consumer as, a, as, as you know a fan a love a love of a, a fan, yeah, because I am a fan. I just have so mm. happen to be good at DJing as well. Mm. So mm. Uh, that's what I'm struggling hard with. Like I'm, I'm kind of mm. happy for the downtime, but I'm struggling with, you know, the real big events you look all, look forward to like all year, oh, just yeah. not happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I had a, and I had a bit of momentum before the lockdown. You know, I was getting, I was getting more of the gigs I wanted. And you know, like my name was getting out there in Kampala, and uh, bam, it just, yeah, just it, just that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I had a really big, had blank. I just got booked for blankets and wine, and it was just like cut. You know what I mean? Cut. It was just like, like yeah. So we go again. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, I think this this is the yeah. yeah I've, I've said it so many times over. It's the period mm-hmm. where we need to. um uh, sort of reset ourselves and then you know re-challenge ourselves um, for the for the for new future and I guess yeah um, especially yeah. compared with your festival and you're part of yeah. um, you, you're, you're facing new challenges that you've got to overcome now um, which yeah. I I truly 
fully believe that in every situation will make it bigger and better than what it really was. Um, yeah, definitely. just now got the time to sort of put it out there to the to the masses to know that this is what we're doing. Because, um, mm. as I say, in in Kenya and Uganda, all these East African countries, everybody knows of it. But now you've got the chance to put it to the wider community in the whole world, where more people can yeah. reach. So next year, when everything's all up and running, fully, uh, yeah. you know, people are going to rush over to that. And I look forward yeah, to that. Yeah, for sure. I look yeah, forward to I hope you'll yeah. um, be planning for 2021 to come through. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I don't I'll, have an I'll agent sure manager to talk I'll to. Make, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> please. I'll make sure he comes. Campaign. <laughs> yeah. I've got my, room, my, my spare room here at the apartment waiting for him. Like... Yeah, you have One no thing, excuse. I've got no, no excuse. No, he's got no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I swear, this this lockdown is going to make me turn up to the opening of an envelope. I'm telling you, like yeah. before, <laughs> before I live, I live on the outskirts, right? So people holler at me, maintain, we're here, maintain, we're there, and I'd be like, ah, it's going to be so long to get in. I'm going to see my boulder guys around, and da, da, da. Yeah. now, I well. You're opening what? Yeah, I'm there. What? what? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, yeah straight. You know what I mean? I'm, trust me, I'm going to be so social. And then after a couple of months, I'll go back to normal, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Compare, uh, tell, um, tell the peoples where we, everyone can reach you, where, the, where, the, where your socials, um, anything you want to plug, share, please put it out there. Yeah, uh, find me on Instagram or SoundCloud. You just need to like. Put my name in the search bar, Kampire, K-A-M-P-I-R-E. Um, and yeah, I'd love to hear from other DJs, other people who are making cool music, cool Afro music, yeah. other people in the diaspora. Get in touch. Oh, I'm, def- I'm definitely going to, if they don't get in touch, I'm going to put them um, yeah, 100%. in touch with you. There's a guy, the guy called from London. He's, uh, he's actually from Stonetown originally, but he grew up uh, in my hometown in London. He came over when he was really young. He's named Seth Combo, and he does a lot of work. Really? Yeah, with Kwame artists in South Africa and and what's not and Tanzania. So I want to put you two in contact because I think if you're ever over in London again, you might you should be able to, you know, get on. He's on BBC Radio One. Mm, mm. So if 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 things align, I think you two would be the perfect, you know, uh, combination for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Dope, dope. Excellent stuff. It's been excellent okay. chatting Sorry, to you, Kampira. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Indeed. But before we go, what does Kampira mean? It means to be given. It means gift, basically. Oh. Ah. And it's my actual name, which you is sh- um, a yeah. question that I get a lot. <laughs> oh, it's your actual That's name. That's my <laughs> given name on my birth certificate. Yeah. Wow, you got your government <laughs> out there, boy. Wow. <laughs> London indeed, DJs, we're funny about we're funny about that. <laughs> Isn't it? Well, you want you want my you want my real name? You know my, my real real name? Uh, uh Simon. It's Simon. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows Campera the gift, 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 gift.